Good morning, everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is 3K12 Education Talk Radio, and it's December 6, 2023, so thanks so much for being with us today, and maybe you're listening on the archives. We archive everything over at our home website, which is ace-ed.org, and if you go over there, you'll see everything our American Consortium for Equity and Education does. All right, that's our magazine, all the podcasts, our Excellence in Equity Awards, all kinds of updated news, etc. All about equity and access in K-12 education over at aceace-ed.org. And as part of our, as our podcast, but not as part of it, okay, we're going to have a wonderful show. I'm going to bring her on right now. We're going to be talking about building teacher and community support for better schools in pre-k 12 and to talk about that we have from my good friends over at learning ally at learningally.org we have elizabeth zwerg who is their award-winning community builder and strategist and she's based in dallas texas i don't think i mentioned that i'm larry jacobs i think i forgot to say that before we started the show and elizabeth now that you're on i want you to call me larry okay did i say that hi larry Did I I introduce myself before? I sometimes I forget. I am not sure, but you certainly did now, and I am happy to be here. Thank you, Elizabeth. It's great to have you here. And I, uh, you live in Dallas. I'm from Philadelphia. We got a football game coming up on Sunday, and I know you want the Eagles to win. Of course, I do. Thank you. There you go. What a wonderful human being. Okay, thank you so much. And don't show yourself outdoors in all of Dallas till after the game. That's my best (laughs) advice. Okay, I won't. Not that people in Dallas are particularly mean. I don't mean it that way. It's just tempers get high. Well, you the, know how we big. feel about football down here, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you here, I got to tell you. And, you know, you know, I've been reading about you on the prep sheets that we have, and uh, you, I, I, I love this. You are an award-winning, and we're going to talk about this, community builder. That's what you do, Okay. And, and I, I would, as I was reading, yeah. I was thinking back to when, remember when Barack Obama first uh, started to run for the presidency and for the Senate and quote, he was a community organizer. And a lot of people said, That's what right. the heck is that? Yeah. Yeah. Remember that? And yeah. I said, what yep. the heck was that? All right. And you know, it, it, nobody knew. And now you're a community builder and strategist and you're working within the edu- education world. Tell us. I, I got to ask this, Elizabeth, and Learning Ally, learningally.org, you're working with them. Talk to me about how you got into this business and what exactly you do. I love this. Go ahead, Elizabeth. Okay, Go for it. Okay, so, Larry, I am just so happy to be here because I got my coffee. We're going to talk about community <laughs> and education, yeah. and I they're just some of my favorite things in the world. So, like most community people, most community managers, strategists, you'll find lots of different titles. We fell into this by accident, and that is no exception for me. So I have a background in political science, and I have my master's in conflict resolution, and then, like a lot of us my age, graduated during a recession, and I was like, what am I going to do? So I I come from a family of teachers, and, of course, they were pushing me, you know, you can become a teacher, it's probably in our blood. Um, so I went back and I got certified to become an educator, and what do you know, I loved it. I fell in love with teaching. I taught um, fourth grade, but prior to my journey in education, I, uh, I, I've just always loved to travel. 
So I have been to 35 countries. I love wow. to travel. And I realized, and that's actually what led me on my journey to community, is when I, first set, when I took that first trip in my early 20s uh, abroad, went to South America for six months and just backpacked through. And, wow. um, and it was the first time that I really had stepped outside my comfort zone, found different communities all over the world where being different and having a unique perspective actually made you more interesting. And then I came back and wanted to share all my stories uh, here with my friends that, that hadn't left. And they were like, at, first, at first they were like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Um, but then I realized something had changed in me when I left. And I went on this journey to find community. And I actually found uh, couch surfing. Um, yeah. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's, it's, oh, a, I do. it's a social I networking do. site for, yeah, for people who love to travel. Um, it's a gifting economy. And I started the local chapter here in Dallas. So I was hosting uh, meetups, and this was like 2011, 2012, 2013. So I was hosting these meetups every week in person at a local pub here in Dallas. And I think at the height, it got to be about 70 people a week. So it was essentially a pop-up. We didn't call ahead or make reservations. We would just pop up and um, one of the local pubs and um, talk about travel. I mean, that's really what the purpose was. And then after a couple right. years of that, on the road, I, I was teaching, so I was, I was well into teaching. And then on the road one summer while I was traveling, I met another solo female American traveler, which surprisingly, there's not a lot of us on the road. So we, I met her off the coast of Nicaragua on a little island, and um, yeah. she said she had just started this travel group. And yeah, my son was just my asked. son was just there surfing. <laughs> he went to he goes yeah. to a big surfing camp in Nicaragua. Yeah, he was yeah. just there. Um, just got back. That's awesome. That's great. So she asked me. She said, "Hey, I just started this group on Facebook. It's taken off a little bit. Um, do you want to come on and and help me? You know, figure out what I'm doing." And I was like, "Sure. This sounds great. Empowering women, <laughs> talking about there travel. That'll yeah. be great." So. Um, so I joined when it was about a thousand members on social media. It's now over six hundred thousand members, wow. and it grew completely organically. And so we were figuring this out as we were going, making up rules, figuring out how do you how do you manage a community of six hundred thousand women yeah, exactly. while still empowering them and providing value. So basically, everything I know is what I learned because you really can't. Maybe now you can take courses on community building. But over the last 10 years, you certainly couldn't. And then, and then COVID hit, and the world was kind of turned upside down for a little while, and mm-hmm. nobody was traveling, and teaching was, was also turned upside down. And I yes, had to really think yes, about what I wanted to do. And I taught halfway through COVID, and then I found this opportunity with Learning Ally, and I thought, yeah, where, wow, I got to ask, where, really where were you cool. teaching? Where, where were you teaching at that point in Dallas? I was here in the Dallas area. Yeah, here in okay. the Dallas area. Cool. Mm-hmm. What, what, were, what were you teaching when I asked that? Oh, yeah. Um, I was teaching, so I taught third grade. I taught, most of my years were in fourth grade. Okay. And I taught one year of fifth grade, and I taught <laughs> for seven years. Yeah. Wow. Congra- thank you for doing that. Okay, that's great. And you're still in education, just as immersed as you were before when you're working with Learning Ally. Okay, it's that simple. Yeah. Okay, and I tell that yeah. to everybody, you know, teachers, the, the talents the teachers have are very important to the education industry. 
and the education industry, as I always say, like Learning Ally, if I may, is is is, is responsible for putting the products out there that teachers need. So, which is Absolutely. obvious, but 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 it's important Absolutely. that people understand that the, that the industry is not the enemy. The end, the industry is the friend, and it's composed it's composed mostly of ex educators. Okay, so yes, and a few business yes, people right. and all that sort of thing. But it's re- it's re- it really strikes me as always interesting. I'm so glad. I'm not glad you made the switch, but I'm glad thrilled you're still in the industry and doing all you do. All right, so now where a learning ally has an educator community. All right, you came That's on, right. and, I, and I believe you came on as the educator community manager. Okay, so That's and, right. yes, okay, so where mm-hmm. were things then? And what did you see when you looked at it at first? Yeah, so I came on after the, right after the community had launched. So, um, so I'd like to talk about also why community because a lot of people they don't yeah, really we, understand yes, please do. community, and um, and I like to put this in a little bit of perspective and just at high Take level. So in May in May of this year, the U.S. Surgeon General reported about an epidemic that had taken hold of more than half of the U.S. citizens, and this predated COVID, and that is that we have a loneliness epidemic in this country. And we sure do. he went I on agree. to report that loneliness and isolation can take a health toll as much as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. This wow. is wild that being isolated takes that kind of health toll on us, and uh, the keys to combat loneliness and isolation are really simple, and it involves community. So I think that on a high level, this is one of the big reasons why not only organizations and companies, but we as human beings need to really take into account the benefits of community in all aspects. Now, the Learning Ally Educator community is about three years old. Um, when I came on, it had just launched. We now have, so when I came on, we had a little less than 1,000 members. We have close to 7,000 now. Um, Why am I not is, surprised? Yeah. <laughs> You're good at this, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, thank you, Larry. You You're are. so kind. You are. Um, these educators are from big and small districts. We have specialists. We have administrators. We have general education teachers. We have so many teachers who have just begun their careers and more that have uh, that have been in the field for like 40, 30 years that are yeah. that are ending their careers. And I like to think that the bond that holds all of our members together is just our collective love of education learning. We love students, and we know that teaching literacy according to the science is a journey, and it's not the destination. And yeah, I, I, I personally, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, go. go ahead. No, you go. Okay. <laughs> I personally think that there's a few components that I believe um, really make the Learning Ally Educator community unique and that are elevated within the community space. And the first element of the community that I think really elevates it is our mutual respect for educators. So going back to your point, Larry, first and foremost, it's a community run by educators and it's a community for educators. So we treat each other with respect and dignity and we honor where we are in the learning journey. And I know you talk to so many people in education and I know this is a very common theme and it just seems to be a climate of distrust for educators right now and blame on the part of educators. And I really believe that here at Learning Ally, we know and hold true to the fact 
that teachers are the single closest people to students. And mm -hmm. if we want to change student outcomes and positively impact their lives, we have to recognize one of the most important variables, and that's the educator. And I really believe that when we empower students, when we empower teachers, that students are just going to succeed. I, I would I would agree with you on that. Uh, and uh, you know, and you mentioned it before, uh, loneliness. Uh, teaching can be a very siloed profession and although of course we see people in the faculty room we wave hello we have we have friends on faculties etc cetera, etc cetera. i don't mean it to be like you're in you're in uh, some isolated uh, island offshore okay but the right point, but, yeah i don't mean over over exaggerated but the point is it tends to be somewhat isolated a profession okay in terms that it's your classroom etc etc and i always like to say the wheel has already been invented somewhere you don't have to reinvent the wheel, okay? And the more you, you can learn from other people who have done it or are already doing it and have the same, if I may, frustrations, challenges, and successes that you have, okay, it makes all the difference in the world. And you said it before, there's a loneliness factor, and part of the loneliness factor is social media, okay? It keeps everybody... Mm -hmm. Right on looking at screens as opposed to looking at people. I love it when people, when you see in the, in the well, uh, you'll see it at the football game this week, okay? They're at the game and then they show you the stands and people are looking at their phones, okay? It's absolutely, mm -hmm. it's, it's, yeah. it's absolutely nuts, okay? And it's isolating, all right? And if people are going to stay in the profession, they have to get to have success and very few frustrations, Okay, and you can do that the more you build a community. And I have to give you a good one. I was on the, uh, I, I did a podcast the other day with a group called Case, the Council of Administrators of Special Education. Mm. Yeah, Case, they're they're a wonderful group, and they are they are building a, they they too are building a, a special ed administrator network. Okay, like like you're doing at Learning Ally. Oh, that's and, great. Uh, I, I wanted mm -hmm. to give you this word, okay, but I wanted to give them credit. They call it calm. Look. Com unity, okay. <laughs> Capitalizing the U N I T, which I thought was very clever. We That's look at the word great. community a hundred times, we don't see the word unity in there, okay. And I just thought that was really cool. So you can steal that hint from them. You can even call them and tell them I oh, told I you about. Oh, I will. It. Okay, I will. it's over. Case. In, my, in my toolbox. Yeah. But it's yep. com unity, and I and this is what it's all about. It's getting people together and supporting each other and understanding each other. Everybody has the same frustrations, etc. Then everybody, I don't give the other side, everybody has the same successes too. Okay, so who do you want to join this, uh, this community of yours, this community? Elizabeth. Yeah, Larry, so you, you hit on a really good point. Um, and that, <laughs> and that, uh, several, several good points. Well, thank um, you. But, but when you were specifically talking about how, um, how it, it can feel like a very siloed profession. I think that's one, another element of yeah. the community that we really intentionally try to, try to get ahead of, and that is that we try to elevate our members, every, every one of them, as a thought leader, because teachers are not thought of nice. often as thought leaders. And while we do seek to provide training and opportunities to further their own knowledge, um, we try to do it in a very Socratic method way, in a way that nice. elevates impact over focusing on other metrics. And, um, and we love it 
when they're able to connect with each other and um, and we're able to empower them and really have them believe that they are the change makers and the thought leaders as much as anyone else because they're the ones that are ultimately going to be teaching the children and implementing these instructional practices. That's exactly right. And in your particular group for Learning Ally, who do you want to be the members? I mean, you could say everybody, yeah, but so in we... reality, who do you want? <laughs> We, we let, me, let me phrase we, that differently. Do, want... do you want just folks who are using Learning Ally, or do you want folks who who aren't but want to get involved in the community? Okay, just do you want superintendents, principals? You know, we, I'm just saying, who, yeah, who do you want, want there? We want everybody, and I and and I say that with a token because I I will be the first person to say that not every community is for every person and that's okay of course. because when you find your community you'll know you found your community the learning ally educator community is open to everybody so it is free it is open to people who use our suite of solutions and those who don't and um we really want to provide a safe space and a welcome area for educators to come together and yeah. learn the best instructional practices so that we can change the literacy outcomes in this country. Yeah, we gotta we gotta do that. That's what learning actually we should talk about that for a second. I usually I do at the beginning. Uh, tell everybody what Learning Ally does. I forgot to do that. Tell everybody what Learning Ally yeah, does. Yeah. So Learning Ally is a leading nonprofit education organization and we're yep, dedicated sure. to equipping educators with proven solutions that help early and struggling learners reach their full potential. So we have a range of literacy-focused offerings for pre-K through 12, and our award-winning solution is our Learning Ally audiobook solution, and through multifaceted suites of solutions, we support more than 2.3 million students and over 615,000 educators across the U.S. And we touch wow. the lives of educators around the world through our educator community. And one part that I'm really proud of, of Learning Ally, which, which is very much integrated in community, is um, our Spotlight on Dyslexia event yep. that we host every June. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it is extremely important, okay, that, that you guys do all this work. And uh, I was thinking of something, and uh, all of a sudden, just when you said dyslexia, it left my thought for a second. I'll come back to what I was thinking and I can't remember in just a second. I was going to go on to something else. I apologize for that. I wanted to ask you, you won the CMX Award. That's the Community Industry Award. You did, Elizabeth. What is this thing? What's the CMX yeah. Award? Yeah, thanks for asking, Larry. Um, yeah, you're welcome. So the organization CMX, um, it recognizes and honors the work of community builders across the industry. And it's on a global scale. So we were in great company with other competitors this year. Uh, the Learning Ally Educator Community was nominated for two of the community awards, and I was nominated on an individual award. Um, we did take home, I took home finalists for the individual category for best leader of a community team. Wow. And wow. the community, thank you. And the community wow. itself won for best, best growth marketing community for 2023. There were more than 400 companies and organizations that were in the running for these awards. So it was a huge honor to take home these wins. And honestly, Larry, I've done a lot yeah, of reflecting good. 
about how a very tiny, very young community run by a very small, is a small nonprofit <laughs> to bring home such awards so early in the game. And I'd like to talk to you about a couple of points that stand out. Please so do. One, of them, one of them is, um, first, for these awards, it, uh, we took on, we made it a strategic initiative a few years ago. Um, Maria Lely, who at the time was the volunteer program manager, and her title's changed now. She's still with Learning I. But we strategically started bringing together the volunteers. So our, our, think about our narrators and everybody on the like in the volunteer community at Learning Ally, and the educators in events such as holiday parties, ask me anything sessions, and then we we did a huge Valentine swap that have all now become <laughs> traditions. So something as simple as bringing these two parties yeah. together, we realized had a really big impact. And the volunteers up until this point, they were feeling like they never got to see how the books they were helping narrate made their way into the classroom or to get feedback from educators or students on their books. And our educators, on the other hand, were very curious about the voices behind the audiobooks and the mm-hmm, techniques mm-hmm. to produce these. And so from both sides, there was a lot of interest to learn. So we took these ideas and we created various opportunities for these two very seemingly disparate communities to come together and support each other. We also found an additional opportunity in our staff so for our staff, our staff is very curious, like on the solutions, the sales, and for other reasons, are really curious to know more about the climate of education and to hear from our educators. So mm-hmm. I started making more opportunities for the staff to connect with community members and vice versa. So laying this foundation and really taking the time to nurture and grow these relationships um, yep. was the foundation of the success. So when the awards came along, we essentially had three different communities, which became a huge platform for us to mobilize around. We ran email campaigns, talked to our members, created a media kit for them to share with our social networks, and then just asked for their support. And in order to make it to finalists, part of the process was public <laughs> voting. And we were told well. that we were told at Learning Allies that we turned out the second highest public vote count of any of those 400 companies and organizations that were nominated. So when we won, it truly felt like community and organization, the organization at large won the award. And uh, I think Margaret Mead said it best. So Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world because, indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. And I think our members are committed and out there every day to changing the world. And this award which is a really small example of the power of community. That's great. Congratu- congratulations on every on all you did and everything else. You know, I want to ask, okay, with with all this, and I think it's wonderful, by the way. Please don't misunderstand this question. Thank you. Where do you, you know, where do you where where do you want this to go? What do, what do you want its its focus to? That maybe you don't want. Maybe you want the community to decide. But where do you? Maybe I'll ask it this way. Where do you see the focus of it going? It, and I'll, and I'll, I'll throw that a little deeper. Is it about keeping teachers happy and supportive on the job? Is it about building literacy? Is it about helping all teachers understand that they got to understand how to teach reading, which to me is very important, and there's a lack of it in secondary education? 
Okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, you mentioned your K-12 community that very few, and I, I don't mean this derogatory, very few secondary teachers, subject teachers know how to teach reading. They assume yeah. the kids can read when they get there, or they assume they can't. There's nothing they can do about it. Okay. And that's, that's wrong. That's wrong. You can't teach science, as an example, unless the kids can read. Absolutely. You can't teach, you know, you know what I'm saying. And so what where, where do you see this growing into, the mushrooming, so to speak? Where, yeah, where, that's a great question. Thank that's you. a great question, Larry. I, I really, I think that the ultimate goal is to move literacy outcomes in a positive direction. When we, mm-hmm. and, I'll, and I'll say this, at Learning Ally, and, and, I, and I think I feel comfortable speaking for everybody that works there, just no matter what department, we believe that literacy is the ultimate currency on which all future successes are built. And, um, and so, like we were talking about earlier, if you can't reach an educator, you're not going to be able to reach the student. And so it's a very much a chicken, yeah. it's a chicken and egg problem. And so when we think about, yes, we absolutely want to move literacy outcomes in this country, well, where do we start? We have to start with, an, with, the, with the educators. We start with the families. We start with the communities yeah. at large surrounding, surrounding um, the schools and the districts. And you can't, I believe, that if there's a climate of distrust and a, a climate that, that somebody doesn't, if they don't like us, then you're mm-hmm. not going to learn from that person. It doesn't matter really the context. You have to be, you have to have that climate of respect and trust. And that's what underlays the foundation of community. And so when we talk about, um, yes, we're going to change outcomes, we're going to close the literacy gap, the how to that is reaching into these schools and districts and creating relationships with these people one by one and nice and getting to know them and really understanding their pain points and then elevating them as thought leaders because we can't do this by ourselves so we've got to elevate our educators as thought leaders and it's okay that they don't have all point. the knowledge because there's a starting point for everybody and then we just grow together yeah, nobody has all the knowledge except me. Of course, I have all the knowledge, but everybody of else is talking about they don't. They don't have the knowledge. Okay. And are there any big events coming up for for this coming year that you got planned for two thousand twenty four? Yeah. So How do you we have so yeah. so much programming throughout the year. Um, Go ahead. Talked a little bit about it uh, about our spotlight on dyslexia. So. For the community, and, and, and on my team, we talk about this a lot. We know that content is not community, but content is the fuel to the community fire. So okay. it's what connects our members. It challenges them to grow in their knowledge, and it opens those doors for conversations with each other and us. So one of the biggest entry points to community is our flagship Spotlight on Dyslexia event each June. We are now in our ninth year of this event, and it draws yep. educators from all over the world. Okay, Larry, last June, we had educators from Israel and Egypt and Guatemala, and they were logging in in the middle of the night, joining these conversations, yes, some, engaging in our some... sessions. It's really crazy. And um, we had almost 9,000 educators registered last year. And this is a statistic that I'm really proud of. We had one 
1.1 million minutes of thought leadership content that has been consumed by educators so far um, wow. for Spotlight on Dyslexia. Great statistics, yeah. but you're, you're doing a heck of a good job, okay? Uh, I mean, you are literally you. now an award-winning community builder. You won the CMX Award, okay? Look what you built. It's going to just keep growing and growing and growing. You're growing it for a company that believes in literacy, that's Learning Ally. I hope everybody checks it out. Thanks for being with us, Elizabeth. You're a wonderful guest. I really appreciate you being here. Thanks so much, Larry. Appreciate it. Happy holidays to you. Same to you. As they say at the Spice Company, seasonings, greetings. Get it? It's a joke. Okay, perfect. I love it. Think about it. Thanks again, Larry. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Elizabeth. Have a great day. Enjoy that coffee and enjoy enjoy everything you do. Have a good holiday. Thank you. Bye, Larry. Bye, Elizabeth. Wow, that was great. Elizabeth Zwerg. Okay. Elizabeth works at Learning Ally, learningally.org. Check out what she's doing over there, okay? Join up. It's fun, and they work hard, and they're great people. Great people at a great community. Jeez, I can't talk at a great company. And we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. Thank you for listening. Share it. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.